Welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiaga Prem Singh. Today's lecture is called Kundalini Yoga is a Rhythmic Science. The concepts we discuss are what is Guru, uh, what is the universal mind, and what is the thinking mind? What is duality and how does it work? We talk about the influence of thought individually and collectively. We talk about a simple explanation of the true self, one so simple that even a child can understand. It's really important that we take these things and uh, package them in a simple yet profound way. And uh, we cover a little bit about that in today's lecture. Um, we really talk about how after we strip away all of the intricacies of the practice and, and the learning and the application, uh, really what this work is all about is love. Um, and we talk about how devotion arises out of love, and once devotion arises out of love, then the practice becomes a dharma. And last, but of course not least, we talk about religions, cults, and dharma. Sounds pretty exciting. It's a uh, succinct episode. Uh, it's packed with wisdom, uh, but it's packed in a short period of time. So uh, this is a good one to just pop on when you need a boost and a reminder uh, of what you are doing when it comes to taking on this practice in your life. Uh, and also a boost, you know, if you're somebody who's in recovery uh, and you could just use a little pick-me-up uh, to keep up and carry on. So I hope uh, it serves you in that way. If you love the podcast, please rate and review. And uh, most of all, share it with your friends. Share it with the people that you love. Um, I've heard from people that this is a great way of uh, sharing how yoga and meditation works without dogma, uh, without getting too flowery, um, just straight to the point. And I appreciate that. I do my best to make it accessible as a modern day mystic and a person who grew up around hip hop and punk rock and and also as a person in recovery and and one of the main things that i'm passionate about is the supporting people uh, in the uh, transformational realm where they're moving from lives of great pain and suffering into a deeper uh, awareness of who they are and what they came here to do in this life so share it with wh whoever you feel uh, it would fit I appreciate that so much if you're somebody who would like some support in your recovery or would like some support in your teaching or would just like to uh, have some support in your sadhana your daily practice that's something that I do I'm passionate about working one-on-one -on -one with people you can get in touch with me at Tiago Prem at the Dharma Temple.com. Send me a message and I'll let you know how that works. You can also get in touch with me on Instagram at Tiago Prem uh, or you can also follow at the Dharma Temple on Instagram or come to the real Dharma Temple, which is in um, Vancouver on Main Street. And there will also be a Dharma Temple in Calgary in 2020 uh, in Kensington. So very exciting times. Um, I'm also in Alberta this weekend. If you happen to be in Alberta, November 22nd, I'm in Calgary. November 23rd, I'm in Canmore. You can also email me for more specific details. Uh, in Canmore, I'm at Hot Yoga Canmore. Uh, it won't be Hot Yoga, so don't worry if you're thinking, oh my God, how am I going to manage? I can't do the heat. Uh, it's too much for me too. So we'll air it out and uh, make it nice and cool and comfortable. So if you're in the, the BAM for the Bow Valley area, you can check that out. Um, and I think that's it for today. So without further ado, check it out. Kundalini Yoga is a rhythmic science. Love you. Satnam. All right. I think about Kundalini Yoga as rhythmic science. Rhythmic science. And you use sound, and you use movement, and you use breath to move uh, the thinking mind, you know? And the work is to align your thinking mind with that of the guru 
If that word doesn't resonate with you, you can say like the higher self or whatever. People have hang-ups around guru just like they do God. Uh, but generally, what guru is, is the linking mechanism between your thinking brain and the universal mind. And what is contained inside the universal mind? Infinite what? Potential. Infinite. And it operates in duality. You heard of Maya before? Maya is the illusion of separateness. It's the ability to see through duality. It doesn't mean that you pretend it's not there. You understand? Everything is operating in pairs of opposites, especially in your thinking mind. I like this, I don't like that. I like that person, I don't like that person. This is good, this is bad. Isn't that how you think? You know, mostly. It might be more eloquent, you know, more dressed up, but generally if you break it down, that's what you're experiencing. And infinite potential means that even when you're in the darkest, most challenging place, it means that in the realm of duality there's always an equal and opposite to that. But what part of you may not be able to see it? your thinking mind. And what is your thinking influenced by? Karma, you know. The way you think is influenced by the world you live in. And what created the world view that you live in? A bunch of thinking, <laughs> you know. Your thoughts are influenced by many things. Your identity, not your true identity, that's the universal mind, but your identity in like where you were born, who you were born to, what did they think, what do the people around you think, and on and on and on, and multiply that by 7.7 .7 billion people, and multiply that by all people that have existed. That's karma. When people are like, oh, karma, you put a dollar in the barista's jar and then something good happens to you later that day, this is as elementary as it gets. Karma means action. So thoughts turn into actions over and 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 over multiplied by billions. That's what's influencing your thinking. That's heavy, right? You know? And, and then contained, that's contained within the universal mind, infinite potential. But how do we access that? Well, teachings say through guru. Okay, well, uh, how do I access that? I think about like a child, like my daughter asks a lot of questions. I might say, oh, there's a universal mind that contains all potentials. That might be too much. But if I say, there's a part of you that doesn't know it can't, that's what I say to her. There's a part of you inside that doesn't know it can't. There's a thinking mind that's going to tell you that maybe you can't, or maybe it's not going to work, or maybe it's not good enough, or maybe people aren't going to like you, or whatever it is. But there's a part of you that doesn't know it can't, and you can access it. And I don't say guru, you know what I say? Try this, press your fingers, satanama, rhythmic science. And what starts to happen is, it lessens the pull of that negative thinking mind, 
and the teachings say that the Guru is more powerful than the Manmukh every time. But what do you have to do? You have to practice the science. And if you practice the science, you have access to the infinite possibilities. When we say, why Guru? That's like, oh wow, isn't that amazing? That you are born in a realm where those teachings are available and here you are by your privilege having access to them. That's the greatest gift there is by the grace of the Guru. That's Gurprasad, the grace of the Guru. And now you have a responsibility because you've heard this to carry those teachings. You know, and it becomes very effective when this technology becomes a dharma, but doesn't become a dharma on day one. You know, a dharma, a way of life. It doesn't become a dharma on day one. You know when it starts to become a dharma? When you start applying love to the science. You know what I mean? How do you practice love in this tradition? Seva. You know, it's not enough to just do your sadhana. You have to practice love. If you want it to become a dharma, if you're like, eh, I don't really care about the dharma, I just want to do my practice. That's okay too. Eventually it will become a dharma, a way of life. But if you're interested in it becoming a dharma, if you're interested in serving a world that needs you to show up and serve, you start to put love into the practice. And what's, once love starts to be cultivated, love is a hard thing, isn't it? You know. It's not love like a romantic love. It's love beyond logic. Not if you do this, then I love you. Like if somebody's hungry, you feed them. You don't make a story about why you shouldn't feed them and about money and if someone's hungry you feed them. That's love. Beyond logic. You know? And then once love, here's the funny thing, they say in yoga the fastest path is devotion. So people try and practice devotion. You know what? Devotion arises out of love. Without love devotion won't show up. If you just say, I'm going to do my best to be loving, and maybe you got a heavy load, some heavy karmas, it's real hard to be loving. Just think about one loving action that you could do every day. Make that part of your sadhana. You know? I'm not going to argue with my wife no matter what she says before I leave for work today. That's one that I do. <laughs> you know, And I got all this knowledge and I still it's still hard to love but when I commit to the love then the devotion starts to show up and you combine the science the rhythmic science which we're going to practice today with love devotion starts to arise and then it becomes a Dharma you know and the science will support you to keep showing up even when you don't feel like loving because those times come, man. You know. Often share this one teaching. Somebody asked the Dalai Lama, how can you teach about joy when there's so much pain and suffering in the world? Good question, yeah? Mm -hmm. You know what he said? 
He, he usually gives a good answer. He said, well, right now, there are millions of children being loved and supported by their parents. That was the answer. That's a good answer. You know? And he has a dharma. You have a different dharma, you know, unless anybody's a monk that's just disappeared from their practice or something. But the beauty of this, and the last thing I'll say before I pra we practice, is is a householder's dharma. So you don't have to you don't have to dress like this, but you could. This is part of the dharma. But it doesn't mean that you have to. That's why it's not a religion. It's also why it's not a cult. Somebody asked my uh, teacher, Guru Singh, if Kundalini Yoga was a cult, and he said, yeah, it is a cult. It's the cult of joy and happiness. <laughs> I like that. You know. But cult, everybody's got to do this. Religion, the person who does this is better than everybody else. Dharma is do the science, put love in it, and trust that the way you're meant to live it will show up. Because the recipe's there, technology's there, manuals are there, everything is inside of this. You want to learn how to live the Dharma, it's all there. The only thing that these things don't have is your essence, your soul. And, you know, I tried taking this stuff off and getting rid of it. It keeps coming back. <laughs> so, why groove? I surrender. And that's how it works. Well, there you have it. Kundalini Yoga is a rhythmic science. Thanks so much for taking the time to tune in to Revealing the Diamond. If you need to get in touch with me, remember Prem at thedharmatemple.com for email or hit me up on Instagram at Prem. Thanks so much again for tuning in. Lots of love to all of you. Peace, positive mental attitude, and live your life creatively to the fullest. Satnam.